I believe anything can happen in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Miracles can happen in the presence of the Lord. Amen. When the church will start worshiping like the church knows how to worship, ain't no telling what will take place. That's right. You may be seated. God bless you. I am very happy today. I'm happy to be here, but I'm happy to have my brother and my sister-in-law, Brother David, Sister Rebecca Trammell. And uh, I want to make this point first. He is the oldest. <laughs> There's a reason for that. I'm the biggest, but he's the oldest. So last year I went to visit them, and uh, he took me to, he drug me inside of a candy store up in Michigan, and uh, there were several ladies waiting at the counter. I didn't expect it. He said, who's the oldest? Who y'all thinks the oldest? I thought, oh, my goodness, here we go. Of course, I told him, I said, the one that asked, they automatically know that's the oldest. It has to be. But uh, that's not what they said. So uh, I'm going to make that point that he's my older brother and he's a good brother. I promise you that. I, uh, he kept me straight growing up. In fact, I've never known. He's two years older than I am, but I've never known him when he wasn't a preacher. And that's the truth. I mean, a real preacher. Uh, we would, uh, <laughs> we would uh, uh, drive up around in this area. In fact, he preached here in Arnold when he was 16. He preached a uh, youth, youth uh, service, or about three or four services in a row, I think. And, and uh, I went with him, and he had asked me on the way home, now, what did I do? What did I say to him many times? What did I do? And I thought, I'd I'd help him <laughs> best I could, but uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, he is definitely a a stalwart Christian. He is a if you, I, I'm the best one of the best Christian. Him and my dad and my mom and my wife and my sister-in-law they are some of the best Christians I know, and I mean that I know them, and I know they're what they uh, what they profess they are, and uh, I'm so thankful to have been raised in the same household with him and we had a lot of good times we fought some too i bust him at the nose one time blooded his nose i remember it I, only probably only time and uh and i think he's the one who got in trouble <laughs> but i had a good way of doing that for some reason i was a little smaller guy at that time and i had a i had a way of getting him in trouble when i did it but uh but I'm glad he's here today. We're going to help him preach. He's a great preacher. He is a pastor of uh, uh, the uh, Christ Apostolic Church in Albion, Michigan for how many years? 34? 34 years. And he is the superintendent of the Michigan District for, what, 11 years? 12? Something like 10? And who's counting, right? And uh, he's uh, getting close to retirement. You never know. You never know. I don't think preachers ever really retired. Brother Tenney said, "We don't retire; we refire." And so, would you stand and and uh, I want him to come and preach this morning and take us liberty, do what he feels like doing. I'm going to help him. How about you? You want to help him preach today? You going to help him preach? He's not scared of an amen. I promise you. Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated today. It's, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to Arnold, Missouri. And I'm always glad to come back to Missouri because I grew up here. And, uh, yeah, there's a place in Festus called Stoplight Hamburger. If you haven't been there, you should go. It's the best hamburger in the world, I think. Uh, but it is so good to be here today, and um, uh, I uh, went away from home. He said I preached in Arnold. I didn't. Re I realized I did, but I didn't realize I was only 16, so that means that's 50 years ago. And when he said that, I thought, goodness gracious, 50 years ago I was 16. <laughs> so here I am, back in, I've preached here since, of course, but uh, it is uh, so good to be here. It's good to see all some folks I know. It's good to see the pillows here today, and, and Sister Jackie, good to see you. Of course, 
Brother Greg Hooker, I'm so glad he's here. And I know that he is a great blessing to this church. Uh, his dad and I, his dad really was a, was a great friend to me growing up. I will never forget uh, Brother Hooker. Growing up, we would, uh, he sold me my first car. Brother, yeah, that's right. He sold me my first car, a 64 Carver Monza. I wish I still had it. And he sold it to me for $40, if you can believe that. And uh, it'd be worth a little more than that today, I do believe. Had chrome reverse wheels on it. And uh, it, uh, but anyway, more than that, uh, we used to go down to Bonterre, Missouri every Saturday night for youth service, and he would take me to Bonterre. I think that maybe before I was even driving. And uh, Brother Greg, you'll never know the impact and the blessing your dad was to my life. And he was such a blessing to me. Uh, and it's good to see uh, friends. I've known the Mannings for a long time. And good to hear. I, I mean, I have to kind of get acclimated here to think, okay, this is Darren. <laughs> that's your son. And that's yours. My goodness. You know, this is a, we're all getting older, folks, but we're all getting better looking, aren't we? right. Amen. Wow. I got a little help here today. So, and uh, I just, I want to say that it is good to be with my brother and uh, Sister Terry Trammell and also Michael. Uh, you know, you've only got, when you've only got one, I've got a lot of brothers in the Lord, but him and I are the only blood brothers that I have, a blood brother only one I have in this world. As we get older, to be honest with you, uh, you know, um, this past week I had some heart issues uh, just a few days ago. In fact, I was in Florida and was in Mayo Clinic getting tested, and and they gave me, I don't know I'm saying this because I know my brother's had the same kind of problems, but he's had, I think, some worse problems than I've had, and I think he's got more faith than I got because I don't know if I could have gone through what he's been through. But uh, I know he does, in fact. So, and I appreciate uh, this church, and you loving them and respecting them. And, and I know that he's fought a lot of battles here, but God's been with him. And God's been with them, and God's going to be with them. Amen. But, um, but I, um, they gave me some, I have never taken blood pressure medicine, only one other time just for a day or so, and then I couldn't take that. Well, they gave me some this week, and I had an allergic reaction to it. And uh, I didn't think I was going to make it, to be very honest with you. But uh, I'm here today. I thought, well, I won't be going to St. Louis after that night. But I am here today, and I feel pretty good. Praise God. Thank the Lord. So it is uh, good, good to be here with my wife, Sister Rebecca Starr Trammell. I came to St. Louis uh, as a Bible school. Well, I was living here, Festus. But I went to Bible school and met her in Gateway in 1973. <laughs> and uh, we flew in last night from Florida to the airport. And we walked up to this restaurant because I had kind of remembered this too. But she said, this is the restaurant that we went to when we went back together. We kind of broke up and went back together. And she said, this is the restaurant that we were at that night, and it was a Coco's there by the airport. Now it's a Bandana's. And I thought, I believe it is. And I asked, they said, yeah, this used to be a Coco's. So it brought back some old memories for some old people. Because we've been married, it will be, uh, uh, I don't know, a long time. <laughs> 47 years this year. So it is great to be here today. And my, the music. You guys are just awesome, the singing and the worship. Wasn't it wonderful? Wow. This church is has got a great future, and it, it's going to be greater and greater as you move forward. I believe that with all my heart. I, I left home, and I want to tell you all my, all my weaknesses here today, but I left all my suits at home except the one I was wearing. I went and bought this coat because I have to be at board meetings this week, and... Um, I left my Bible, I left my iPad, so I've got my pad today, my iPad. I wrote on the back of some things in his uh, office today, so if I lose you in this message, that means I'm, lo I'm lost myself, and so just stay with me and say, amen, God help him, 
You ever heard somebody say, God bless that poor little preacher. Help him, Lord. Well, do that for me today. Oh, bless him, Lord. Help him, Lord. Amen. It's so good to be here. And uh, just wonderful to feel the, feel the presence of God when I walked in, and especially family and see Sister Myers. I used to be her pastor's wife. And yes. hugged her when I came in the door and told her thank you for all that she's uh, did for me when I was a pastor's wife. They were a blessing. And see, seeing Sister Jackie and then Brother and Sister Hooker that are uh, helping here, and it's just great to be here, and he's telling everything that happened to us. I said, if we call home and tell our kids this, they won't let us out anymore. So we got to keep a lot of this to ourselves. The last time I called home, our daughter looks after us, and she said, Mom, if this, you keep this up, you're going to have to come home and stay home. So we're not going to tell them all of our stuff that's happened. <laughs> but we're just glad to be here. And you know what? Uh, things are happening to everybody in this end time. You know, all of us are going through our own struggles, our own things, and it's, it's huge to us. But we're not alone. It's coming against everybody. So don't think it's just something coming against you. The enemy is trying to buffet us on every hand, but he's just trying to see how strong we are. And you know what? I didn't come this far. I got the Holy Ghost when I was 7 years old. I'm 65 now. And I keep telling the Lord, please let me finish strong. I did not live for you all these years to cave in at the end. And you know what? As strong a Christian as I think I am, the, the powers are strong. It is strong, but God is stronger. And if your desire is to serve him, is your desire to make it all the way. And we're not looking around us to see what we can do or where we can go. Why do this at the end? It's all wrapping up. There's nothing more important than just focusing on him. And people are going to need this. And they might act like they don't. But we never know when they're going to finally crack and say, I need something. And uh, they have it on the outside. It just looks like they don't care. But we don't know. We need to really keep reaching and be on fire ourselves. And when they need it, we'll be there. Lord bless you. I love being here today, and I love to worship. Amen. Amen. I love you, love you, love you, Jesus. And I praise your whole. are the Alpha and Omega. have dried my eyes. I love you, love you, love you, Jesus. And I praise your holy name. You are the Alpha and Omega. You're the first, the last, the Hang you on a tree. You died for sinners just like me. I lift my voice up with a cry. Your nail scarred hands have dried my eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we just love him right now? Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Come on, let's worship him. Let's praise his name together right now. I love you, love you, love you, love you, Lord. Oh, we bless your name. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is a wonderful 
privilege to be here today. If you would stand with me for the reading of the word for just a moment, if you can, I want to say again, it's a privilege to be here with you today. And um, there's nothing impossible with our God today because his word is powerful. I said his word is powerful. Second Chronicles chapter 20, I'm reading from and verse number one, and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria, and behold, they be in Hazan Tamar, which is in Indigai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers. I want you to notice what he said here. Art not thou our God? Art not thou our God in heaven that rulest over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? They dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or coronavirus, or pestilence, or famine, and we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And then he said, Behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Seir, that who thou wast not let Israel invade, but now they've come to destroy us. So we'll skip down to verse not verse number twelve. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might. Everybody say no might, no might. against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Now this story is about a king that was sixth in line from David, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Isn't there some kind of crazy song they used the word Jehoshaphat? Maybe it was Jeremiah. It was a bullfrog, not Jehoshaphat. I was just, just thought of that, and I thought Jehoshaphat was a bullfrog. No, it was Jeremiah, wasn't it? But uh, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. You just, you just like to say that word, Jehoshaphat. Uh, makes you think you know the Bible or something, Jehoshaphat. But uh, I want to speak to you today on this subject, making your battle God's battle. Making, everybody's got a battle here today, right? Making your battle God's battle. Would you lift your hands with me and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We come today knowing that without you we cannot do anything. Oh Lord, oh Lord, we thank you and we help we need your help today. Lord, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit saith the Lord. And we thank you for your word today. Speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Now, this uh, scripture that we read today, you hear a lot of people say, well, it's not my battle, it's God's battle. Nobody's ever said that. And we kind of say it off of the cuff sometimes. You know, well, it's God's battle. It's God's battle. God will take care of it. But there are times, and most of the time, you're going to have to make your battle God's battle. 
Not automatically will it be God's battle, but there are some things that you will have to do. We are living in a day, as has already been said, that is the most incredible hour, I believe, that human beings have ever lived in. Uh, you, you can look back through history, and I know there, there has been pandemics, and there has been a lot of uh, terrible things happen, but we are living in a very, very unusual time. When uh, the Bible says that evil men shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Just this week, I, I saw where a senator was questioning a transgender person for being the Secretary of Health of the United States of America. Now, that to me is, it's horrific it is uh, almost beyond belief that we have come to such a terrible place in this country where there are, there are mora- morality is, is, uh, is almost no more. Evil is called good, and good is called evil. And it's very easy for me, I'll just be first to tell you, to get all upset about this stuff. I mean really upset. I mean really mad about it. And and I've had the Lord kind of work on me and say, look, uh, you know, I don't think he's happy about it either. But I don't want you going crazy over this. You've got to remember one thing. The world's in a mess, but the church is not in a mess. The world is in trouble, but God is not in trouble. The world has gone wrong, but God is still right. He's still the King of kings, and he's still the Lord of lords. In fact, there's a scripture, Psalm 97 and verse number 1. The Bible says this, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Yeah, but look at what's going on. Psalm 97, verse number 1, the Lord reigneth. I want to tell you today that no matter who is in the White House or who's trying to do what today, the Lord still reigns. I said God still reigns. He still has the power and he still is the great I am and he still is able to help you today. He's still able to deliver you today. God's word has not changed. Before this coronavirus started, we had the book. And not one word in this Bible has changed now. Before there was problems in our country like we see today, this book was still the book. And not one word has changed. The Bible is still true. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church will never be defeated. The church will never go down in defeat because Jesus said, number one, it's his church. I do pastor. I'm a senior pastor of the church. We have a pastor there, and I'm a senior pastor. And uh, like my brother is here. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can get all happy to say, boy, my church is doing good. My, My church is doing great. And all of a sudden I get a phone call and, I just go kneel down somewhere. I say, God, you know it ain't my church. It's your church. God, you know this ain't my church. I have nothing to do with that church. I mean, I'm not even the pastor of that church. You're the, you're, you reign, God. You're the head of the church. And let me tell somebody today in your life, God is still reigning. I don't care what the doctor has said. I don't care what. Uh, what's going on in your life right now? What's going on in your family? He is still reigning, and he is still the king. In our church, we have taken Psalm 121, and we've said Psalm 121 and 21. Psalm 121 and 21, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Come on, you've got to get your eyes up 
above the battle. You've got to get your eyes up above the storm. You've got to get your eyes up above everything that's coming against you. The Lord is reigning. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You wait upon the Lord. God will renew your strength like the, like the wings of an eagle. You know, the old eagle flies above the storm. 10,000 feet up on the side of a cliff. They build their nests. They can weigh up to 10,000 pounds by bringing twigs and uh, branches and build a huge nest up high, 10,000 feet up on the side of a cliff. And, and here comes a storm. That old eagle just sits there and waits because he knows that storm is not going to bother him. He's going to use those warm air currents to go above the storm. And here's where we are, church. Here's where we are right now. There's a, there's a storm coming. It's already here. But the storm is not going to defeat us. It's gonna, we're going to turn our battle into his battle, and the storm is going to raise us up above our circumstances. Somebody said, well, 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 how you doing? Well, under the circumstances, I'm doing pretty good. Well, that's your problem. You're under your circumstances. How you doing? Well, I'm getting by. Doing all right under all the things I'm going through. That's sometimes, and I'll be honest, I've said the same thing, but God wants us to get above our circumstances and get a bird's eye view of heaven's point of view of what he's doing in your life right now. He knows where you are. He knows your name. He knows exactly what you need. Hallelujah. You see, the eagle has a lot of enemies and one of the enemies of the eagle is the condor. The condor bird is a very large bird. In fact, it can be as large as an eagle. And the condor has the ability sometimes to, to fly behind an eagle and to try to, the only thing it could do is pull it out of the sky. But there's something that the eagle can do the condor can't do. The eagle can fly directly into the sun. God's got some little glasses gives him little sunglasses, and they, as he turns to fly directly toward the sun, they just flip down, and he can fly. How many has ever driven right into the sun? I mean, it's almost impossible sometimes. But the eagle can fly and move higher directly toward the sun. And so when the condor begins to chase, all he's got to do is turn toward the sun. And the old condor just loses his way. Now, isn't that something what we've got to do today? We can turn our eyes toward the S-O-N. And no devil can go there. Come on, no devil can go there. When you fly toward the sun, the old condor, the enemy, he can't hang on because there's a brightness and there's a glory and there's a presence of God. Hallelujah. I feel that right now. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You heard about the fellow that was flying the plane and he had a little twin-engine plane or whatever it was, a small plane, and he heard uh, something gnawing on something underneath the cockpit, and he thought, no, what's going on here? And he realized there was a rat up in there, you know, trying to eat the wires up. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just keep going higher. And he did, and finally the, 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 the gnawing stopped because it got so high the rat couldn't breathe. Let me tell you something. If you'll get high enough in God, if you'll get high enough in your praise, you can starve the devil. He can't go. He can only go so high. He can't go higher. He can't go high as your praise. He can't go high as your hallelujah. He can't go higher. When you say thank God for the blood, thank God for the blood, thank God for the blood, greater is he that's in me. That, man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this church. God, God is going to take us higher than we've ever. Don't think, don't tell me that God's not in control of the church. We're going higher than we've ever been before. This trouble that's come against us is only going to raise us higher. This trouble that's coming against us is only going to take us up higher above. The storm, above the storm, hallelujah, I will lift up mine eyes. I will lift up mine eyes 
unto the hills. Some people, they, they keep their eyes down. That's why they come to church and they gossip and talk about everything. They're like a chicken in the barnyard, grubbing for worms all the time, looking around at all the bad stuff going on. And, oh, I don't know, any terrible stuff going on around here. Bunch of chickens. Well, you get an eagle spirit. You get out of that mess. You get a spirit of an eagle. You don't stay down there talking to a bunch of people about what's not going on. You get above the storm. You fly high in the Holy Ghost. That's making your battle God's battle. You know, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I uh, was thinking about, I wrote a couple things down on my phone here. Uh, hard to see. But I guess I could use my glasses. Rebecca's grandfather came over here from Greece in the early early part of the 19th, 20th century. Came through Ellis Island from Greece. And he got into the area of Indianapolis. And he married a lady, and that lady was uh, apostolic. And uh, he has been Greek Orthodox. And so when they got to marriage, she said, look, I want you to go to church. And he wouldn't go to church with her, just, just wouldn't go. Finally, one day he went, and uh, they got to church, and he was just going to go for that service. And when he got there, he, there was a little eight-year-old girl that was speaking in tongues. And after they left, he said, what, did that, he asked the people at the church, does that little girl know Greek? And they said, no, she knows nothing. He said, that little girl talked to me in perfect Greek. You know, God's got a way. You know, if the church is going to go forward, we've got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. I was preaching in a church in Michigan uh, some time back, and there was a lady there. I didn't know this. This church was a pretty large church. There probably was over 1,000 people there that day, at least 1,000 people there. And there was a lady there that after the church service, the pastor called me and said, uh, she told me you spoke in perfect Arabic. She was from Saudi Arabia, and she said, while you were preaching, you spoke in perfect Arabic. All the tenses, everything was right. And I said, I testify there is only one God, and his name is Jesus Christ, son of, son of Mary. And, and she said later, she said, what it was, I came to church that day saying, is this speaking in tongues really real or not? She said, because I want to know. And she said, when I heard you say that, I don't know Arabic, of course. I don't know anything about it. And she said, when you said that, it told me that God is still speaking and he's speaking through people. Let me tell you, folks, don't, don't ever underestimate what God can do. Don't ever underestimate what the Holy Ghost can do. There's something happening in this place right now. I believe it in the name of the Lord. Somebody said, I believe it. I'm going to make my battle God's battle. Now, some people get all, you know, they get all up in a, uh, how would I say it, just all uptight. God, you know, I'm going to make this battle your battle. No, he doesn't want that. Bible says there in 2 Chronicles 20 that the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Syrians had come against the children of Judah, and uh, it, looked, it looked bad. You know, sometimes you're surrounded. Did you ever notice that when you go through something, you, it seems like you go one, two, three, four things happen at once. If troubles come, here comes another one. Problems come, here comes another one. What in the world's going on? How, how, how in the world... You know, we kind of had that this week, to be honest with you. We got in the room last night, and, and the shower was stopped up. And it was too late. I said, I don't want to change rooms. So this morning, we had to change rooms. Now, you think, well, that's not. Well, you know, it's just little things. Little things that almost sometimes drive you wild. You know, if you think one thing, it's something else. But, uh, but, you know, this was a situation. I'm not talking about little things. I'm talking about big things. Some of you right now are facing a big battle. You're facing a big devil. And the enemy doesn't want you to go forward. But I want to tell you today, there's a way to make your battle God's battle. It won't happen automatically, but if you'll do what they did, it's going to happen. And the Bible says Jehoshaphat set himself to pray. Seek the Lord and, and to fast and call upon the Lord. And there they were, the Moabites on this side, the Ammonites on, on the other side, and all of that. And so finally, the Bible says in verse, I believe it was verse number 12, Oh, God, here's what he said. Lord, after all this has happened, he said, Oh, God, wilt thou not judge them? And then he said, Oh, God, art not thou our God? Hallelujah. The first thing you have to do is recognize that he's your God. Not just Abraham's God. 
not just uh, Solomon's God or David's God. Oh, God, art not thou our God? You're Abraham, your friend. He started name dropping with God. God, you've helped Abraham. You could help me. Now, some says we think, well, we're not, you know, we're, we're just who we are. We're just little people that we have no, uh, no, uh, no kind of a help to get with God. But God said, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Our God, our God. Paul said, my God shall supply all your need. My God. Somebody say, my God. Not just somebody else's God, my God. It's your, if you love God today, he's your God. He's your, just as much as he was Paul's God, as much as he was Moses' God, he's your God. And you could call on him and say, my God. Art not thou our God? Then he says in verse number 12, he says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? Now here is the way. To make your battle God's battle. You, you may think this sounds a little off here, but listen. The first thing you got to do, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Wait a minute. I thought we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. Yeah, you can after you get to the point of saying, God, I don't know. I don't have any might. I don't have any strength. There's something about weakness that God's attracted to. There's something about saying, God, I have no might. I don't know what to do. That's why Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. Now, we say we can do 20% and he'll do 80%. We say, well, let's put it half and half. God, you're half and I'm half. Well, let's make a deal here. God, you're 50 and I'm 50. No, no. God says, I'm going to wait till I hear you say, I don't know. I have no power. I don't have any strength. I don't have any strength. Now, when you get to that point, get ready because God's starting to say, okay, now you're getting to the place where you're going to give me your battle. I don't have any strength. I don't know. And then he says, the next word he said, I don't know what to do. Wait a minute. That's getting pretty low. I don't have any strength. We have no might against this great company. And then he said, and we don't know what to do. Now, a lot of people are too ashamed to admit sometimes they don't know what to do. My wife would have loved for me to be a carpenter or a, a worker. She loves to, she could keep 10 men busy working on a house, and, and I think I've seen her do that. We have a guy that works at our house a lot. I'm just not one of those guys that work on things. Uh, my brother, he can do it. He's got all kinds of talent. He can build. He can do all kinds of things, build a house. I couldn't tell you hardly how... I mean, you would not want me building your house, I'm telling you. It would not be good. But uh, I didn't get any of that. But, you know, I think some of it was on purpose. I didn't ever want to learn. Because I've watched too many people like my brother just about sweat and work on stuff. I thought, why do you want to do that? Get somebody else to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but we don't know. He said, we have no might, but not only that, we don't know what to do. You say, well, I, I don't think we got to get like that. Well, if you want, I'm telling you about how, how to make your battle God's battle. Tell him, God, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't have any idea how this is going to come out. I don't know what to do. Now, when you get to that point, God says, all right, I'm going to take it over, and now it's my battle. How many would like to walk out of here today and say, my battle is God's battle? I may like to leave here today and say, my battle has been turned over to God, and it's his battle. And I'm going to worship, and I'm going to praise him, and I'm going to keep on praising him. Woo. Joshua, the Lord said to Joshua, Joshua, be strong. And of good courage, run to this people. Thou shalt divide for an inheritance. And he said to Joshua, he said about three times in about six verses, fear not, be not dismayed, be very courageous. You know why he kept telling him that? Because he knew the proclivity that we have is to go down into fear. We hear the doctor. I heard it this past week. I don't know. We may have to do a bypass and all this stuff. And, you know, all of us say, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I may not live to preach Sunday in St. Louis. I mean, that's what you, come on, don't laugh at me. You know that's the truth. 
My God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I called my brother and, and told him about it. And he said, yeah, that's the way it is. I, I'll tell you what, I, I can sure know what you're talking about. And I said, well, that's good because I'm glad somebody knows. But I'm telling you. Now, am I, am I talking truth to you today? Am I telling you that's the way it is sometimes? Don't Somebody say, well, you should never fear. Well, we should never fear. But let's be honest, how many of you have never feared? If you can raise your hand, I want to talk to you after church. I like to know your secret. But there's been times when you didn't, you didn't know what to do. But that's where he said, in, my, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Somebody said, well, I'm so weak today. I don't know what to do. In your weakness, God says, your strength, my strength is going to be made perfect. And I'm going to do something for you that nobody else can do. said, then he said, if you want to make, you want to make your battle God's battle, he said, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to turn your eyes upon me. He said, but our eyes are upon thee. Come on, somebody say, God, my eyes are upon you. I'm not looking around. I'm not looking at the doctor's report. I'm not looking at what the enemy's saying in my mind right now. My eyes are upon the Lord. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. We have no might. We don't know what to do. But our eyes, when you begin to focus on what God can do and not on what you can do, then God says, I'm going to make your battle my battle. And he did. I said, and he did. All they did, all they had to do that day was get out, get the choir out, and begin to sing a song. Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Come on, sometimes all you need to do, don't, don't get all uptight. Make your battle, God, just lift your hand and say, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. And that song began to reverberate back through those canyons. And all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord came. And the Bible says the Lord set ambushments in the camp of the enemy. A Moabite turned on a Syrian. A Syrian turned on an Ammonite. They slain each other. And God gave them the victory because they made their battle God's battle. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands with me right now. Hallelujah. And all you need is a word from God. How many of you have ever just got a word just right on time? The other night, this, the reason I'm telling you this, I'm, trying to, I'm just telling you this because when things happen to you two or three days before you preach, you, you need to tell people because you never know. Somebody may need this. Because I was, I was very sick the other night, and I was going through this, uh, this deal with this... Uh, allergic reaction, and I didn't know whether I was going to live or die, I promise you. And I heard, it was 12, 12 Eastern time in Florida, and I was laying there, and I said, oh, God, you've got to touch me. I thought maybe I might have to go to the hospital. God, you've got to help me. You've, please touch me, Lord. Please touch me. God, I work. And I began to, I think I began to thank the Lord. I might have begged him more than I worshipped him at that point. But all of a sudden, I heard my phone go, it's kind of like a little text. And this is the text at 12, 12 at night. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee with the right hand. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it was right then that thing started letting up. Let me tell you, don't ever underestimate the power of a word from God. Come on, don't ever underestimate a power from, the, from a word from God at the time you need it. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Somebody's going to get a word from God today, and it's going to change your battle to God's battle. I'm going to close in just a moment here, but I, many years ago, I got a word from God from a, a pastor that sent me a word, and it was this, Psalm 118, verse 5 and 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, 
And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. And I begin to say that, hallelujah, the Lord is on my side. You know, every once in a while, you just got to say it. Come on, you've got to say it. Hallelujah. My brother just said, the Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Who's on your side? Jehovah, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings. The Lord is on my side. Yes, the Lord is on my side. Praise God, the Lord is on my side. 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 Yes, he is. God is on my side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? There is no power. There is no enemy. Come on. Brother Joe, good to see you. The Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. You believe that? I know you do. Hallelujah. The Lord's on my side. When you think about who, who is really on your side, the creator of the ends of the earth, the God that made the worlds, the God that threw out the stars, the God that said, let there be light, and there was light, the God that heals, the God that delivers, the God that sets us free, the mighty God. The Lord is on my side. Woo, hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands. Why don't you stand with me right now? And let's lift our hands and worship him. Make your battle God's battle. The Lord, the Lord is on my side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Let the enemy come in like a flood. But the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and praise him for it. The Lord is on your side. Don't ever let the devil tell you different. Don't ever let your doubts tell you different. The Lord is on your side. My God, the Lord is on your side today. God's getting ready. Hold on just a minute. God's getting ready to answer somebody's prayer. I, I know. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. If, if you can, I'd like you to come and stand. I don't know if you come to the front right now. Just come and stand with your hands lifted. And say, God, I believe it. Come on. Say, I believe it. God, you're on my side. And no devil, no disease, no difficulty, no detriment, nothing is going to stand against me. Because, God, you're helping me right now. I want you to walk up here and say, God, I'm giving you this battle this battle is not my battle. This battle is your battle because you're on my side. Come on, that's it. Go ahead and praise him right now. Go ahead and praise him right I'm now. Gonna see. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see.